Well, when I was nine years old, mm-hmm. I uh, Sunday afternoon, I was at my house on William Street. Uh, I was sitting out behind the garage, and I think my sister and I had a big fight. But I just realized that I was a terrible person. <laughs> and I remember sitting there and thinking, if I die right now, I'm not going to heaven because yeah. I'm terrible. So I went in the house, and I told my mom, I said, I need to know the Lord right now. I need to be saved. I'm a bad person. I need to be saved. <laughs> so she called my dad. I don't know why she didn't share the gospel with me. I guess she was caught off guard yeah. or something. But anyway, she called my dad. He was down, He was at the home yeah. doing something that afternoon, and he came home, and he, he prayed with me. Um, and I remember praying and asking the Lord to save me, and he's never left me. He's never. been with me ever since. Welcome everyone to Bringing Kids Home, a TBHC foster care and adoption production. I'm Jason, TBHC's president. We're excited you're joining us today to hear stories of how any one of us, including you, can make a difference in a child's life. Today's podcast is sponsored by, well, this podcast. We are preparing to transition from this name to a brand new name next year, and we're excited about the opportunity it will give to tell more stories that impact our mission. Now. Stick around and hear how stories of faith and family help bring kids home. Hi everyone, I'm Jason, TBHC's president. I'm so glad you're with us today. Our guest today is Neva McLaughlin. Neva grew up in Waxahachie, Texas, and now lives in Michigan for the summer and fall in Maypearl, Texas for the winter and spring months. She grew up always a part of TBHC with her dad being an administrator here. She is graciously open to sharing her story of her family and life growing up at TBHC. We know her story will inspire others and spread the message about bringing kids home. Eva, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, it's nice to be here. It is a pleasure having you here. Um, Let me go ahead and ask you first off, what are you avoiding by spending your summer, no, your winter (laughs) in Texas? Well, I spent... um... How many years? 20, 20 something years in Michigan in the winters, and I was tired of shoveling snow. So yeah. I decided after I retired that I would, since I have <clears throat> two children and their families that live in Texas, I decided I would come here for the winters and go back to my house in Michigan for the summers because it is much cooler up there I in can, the summer than it is here. I can only imagine. <laughs> I love uh, the idea of a cool summer, but I've never experienced one. Uh, We've always lived here in Texas, and I can tell you that um, when we get to 50s temperature, I get cranky. (laughs) I don't want cold. I avoid it. So um, anyway, I completely understand you escaping Michigan for the winter months. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining me. I want to hear... This is, uh, you know, usually I ask, tell us your bringing kids home story, but I'd love to hear your Texas Baptist Home for Children story. Well, Texas Baptist Home for Children was a part of our life, my life since I was probably three or four years old. I mm-hmm. don't remember exactly how old I was when my dad uh, came to the home. He had been mm-hmm. a pastor before uh, at a couple of places, and uh, he just didn't feel like that's what he was supposed to do. So he came here to the home and to help my grandfather because they needed more people to, you know, to administer it because it was, it was quite big. I mean, Mm -hmm. there was probably 80 kids at, at some points Mm -hmm. 
at the home and they you know had a lot going on so uh, my dad came here to work and um we of course followed along so yeah. we um moved here and um so you know i just have just grew up with friends mm-hmm. going to church with the kids that went to the home that lived at the home and going to the circus with the kids every year that at, at thanksgiving time i think we went to the shrine circus every year oh wow and they the kids were all given tickets and we we went on a big bus to the shrine circus every year about this time of year so wow. i remember that growing up and that was always a highlight of you know of my year getting to go with all the kids and all my friends and so many of the kids that were at the home they were my friends they mm-hmm. were my best friends and even though i we didn't live at the home uh we had our own home uh you know the the kids here were part of my life so absolutely um, and i still remember a lot of them still have a lot of them friends on Facebook mm-hmm. that were, were, you know, grew up at the home. So, um, I guess at any moment you would have been running around with any of them on the campus or oh, at yeah. school or anything mm-hmm. like that church. Yeah. Sometimes on Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, maybe one of the girls would get permission to invite me to come over and spend the afternoon and we'd, you know, we'd play and whatever mm-hmm. we needed to do, you know, just, you know, spend, spend the afternoon, Sunday afternoon or something with the kids here. So, love that. Yeah, that's uh, great. You were telling a story earlier uh, that Miss Joanna has also told, but I'd love your perspective. Uh, sometimes there'd be a church deliver watermelon. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, well, I remember um, growing up every every day in the summer, mm-hmm. the kids would be doing you know different. They had chores and different things that they had to do, but I mean they didn't work all the time. They played a lot mm-hmm. too. But um, they would ring the bell at three. It seems like it was three o'clock in the afternoon and there was a big tree out there and they had big tables. Uh, Not that you would sit at the tables. They just had big tables that they would cut the watermelons on. Mm -hmm. But um, people from East Texas would bring a whole truckload of watermelons to Mm -hmm. the home for free. You know, they were uh, church members of churches that, that, you know, sponsored. They wanted to bless the kids and they bring them watermelons. And so... uh, no spoons or forks or plates or anything. You just got a hunk of watermelon and you ate it. It was great yeah. and it was hot and it was so, so refreshing to have watermelon every day. Yeah. So that was fun. And I remember that. And they always rang the big bell mm-hmm. um, to, for the kids to all come that it was watermelon time. Yeah. So that was fun. It's funny. Uh, was we fun. we uh, just celebrated our 500th celebration of adoptions this year. And a uh, part of our tradition is now we go outside and we ring the bell. Oh, yay. Yeah. That's great. So we tell everyone that a, a new family has been established. Um, but some of the things I get to tell, I don't think I've ever said this is our watermelon call bell. <laughs> <laughs> so I might have to adjust our storytelling yeah. a little bit. That's really good. Um, what are some other things that you can remember um during the winter months uh, we'll get to christmas in a second but like did things slow down a little bit around here when it got cold outside what what were things like here when it was winter well i don't it's hard to remember um exactly seasons because mm-hmm. you know in texas it's pretty One much season. warm pretty much <laughs> warm even through the winter so times true. but uh, um but i know i remember the kids uh, decorated their rooms and things mm-hmm. they would decorate the rooms for christmas and yeah. they would decorate their um the individual cottages you know mm-hmm. they would always decorate with with christmas trees and different things and i do remember visiting my friends at christmas time and they always yeah. they always had decorations and things that you know in each one of the 
the cottages that the kids lived in. That's cool. Well, so you have two distinct memories of of orphanage Christmas and yeah. cottage Christmas. So yes. let's distinguish the two. Uh, the orphanage, it, you know, that was here when you got here. Yes. And then they started building the cottages on campus and the kids slowly started populating the cottages. Yes. Uh, so let's do a Christmas in the orphanage. Well, it was a big two-story building. It seems like it had really high ceilings, mm-hmm. but maybe that's just because I, so, I was yeah. But it just massive stairway mm. that went upstairs with the and the girls lived uh, in one one side of and then the boys lived in the other side of different. It was a different building. There mm-hmm. was kind of a breezeway between them. Yeah. I remember that. And um, uh, the girls lived in in rooms with uh, twin beds. I mean, uh, bunk beds. Mm-hmm. And there might be, I don't know, eight, ten, twelve girls living in one room you yeah. know the rooms were pretty good size mm-hmm. but and but i do remember they all had um, quilts on their beds mm. you know so everybody had a different color quilt on their beds yeah. and you know but that's just their own quilt their own quilt yep so um you know i i remember remember that and the girls were always so much fun and always a lot of laughter and you know yeah had a good time visiting with the girls yeah. Yeah. So it, there was, um, if I remember you telling me right, there was a big tree in like the yes. upstairs. Upstairs room? somewhere. Okay. Upstairs somewhere there was a, a big room. I don't remember exactly where it was, um, but there was always a big Christmas tree up there, and all the kids would assemble in there. And it seems like they sang Christmas carols, and, and then Santa Claus would come, mm-hmm. and there was just tons of presents and. They all got a cardboard box to put all their presents in, and then they took them back to their rooms to open their presents. Mm-hmm. So we would, you know, maybe if I had a special friend or something, somebody that was a special friend to me at that time, I'd go to her room and watch her open yeah. her presents. Or a real treat was to go to the nursery building and watch the little kids oh. open their presents, uh, which was across the street, was mm-hmm. across Richmond Lane. There was a, a building over mm-hmm. there that was just for I would say probably um, twos, threes, and four-year-olds, maybe, maybe not even fours. Yeah. But they were all younger children. Maybe they were, you know, they might, there might have been four-year-olds there, but anyway, toddler age, toddler age kids. But they all lived in the same, and they all had these little tiny beds with little, little tiny quilts on them, you know, yeah. and their little, uh, they all had uh, stuffed animals on their beds, and you know, it was always just clean. I remember it always it was being super clean. Mm-hmm. You know, all the little beds were made up and all the little kids was, we'd love to watch the little kids open their presents. So that was fun to do. That sounds really neat. Yeah, it was fun. That was a highlight of our, I mean, we always, we couldn't wait till they had the Christmas tree at the, at the home, the home yeah. tree. Mm-hmm. So when they had the home tree, we always came, we always came because that was a real special time of Christmas for us mm-hmm. growing up. So became part of your whole became, tradition. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Part of our tradition yeah we we do something very similar in in some ways i say very similar we do something similar we have a big party for our kids yeah. in foster care and uh, a church hosts it right now and oh, great it, it's a lot yeah, of fun and my awesome. kids always look forward to it yes. it's a big big party yeah so that's great that's really special that's so uh, that was orphanage uh, then um, we started moving into the cottages and having mm-hmm. kids there. What what changed? What was the the new party for the kids? Well, after the bi- after this the big the big building was mm-hmm. gone, mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it was still here. But they when the after the gym was built, mm-hmm. 
they would always put the Christmas tree in the gym. Yeah. And my dad, you know, uh, would be, it seems like he was Santa Claus one year. I don't oh, okay. Know. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like I remember him wearing a Santa Claus hat or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, so, we, you know, it was the same thing. You know, they mm-hmm. would have Santa Claus and they'd have, you know, the kids, they'd have, have a big you know, Christmas. Yeah. And I remember Dorothy Rogers um, for weeks before that, uh, they would get, you know, donations of toys and donations of things and uh-huh. wrapping. Oh, my goodness. My mom and seems like we did, too. Maybe my sisters and I would go wrap presents oh, wow. because, you know, they were trying to get all these presents wrapped for all these kids, uh-huh. you know, before they saw them. <laughs> before they saw them. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So we had, you know, but Dorothy was a big part of that. She oh, was yeah. great. She was great. Yeah, the Rogers are a Rose, big yes. part of our heritage. And Dorothy and Roland Rogers mm-hmm. were best friends with my mom and dad. Oh, were they? They were best friends. They were. We were neighbors when we first moved. Really? They, we lived on we lived on uh, East Ross Street. We were mm-hmm. neighbors, and that my mom and Dorothy were best friends. So wow. we spent lots of time at their house. Yeah. Those sweet people. Yes. I know he would go scour for a big tree. Uh, is what I, it was shared <laughs> with me. He, yeah. would, he would go find the tree and bring it here, yeah. and then they erect it in the gym, and yeah. it was the biggest tree he could find. Biggest one he could find, yeah. Man, that that would fit. That would fit, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. Wow. What does this place mean to you? Oh, I love this place. I, I love it. I, I love the heritage here. <clears throat> it's hard to believe that it's it's been here so long. I know. And so many children and so many so many adults that are my age now came through here mm-hmm. and um, it, it was hard days yeah. when a lot of the kids my age came through here because they were separated from their siblings because they all lived in different yeah. the boys lived in one place the girls lived in another place and then the little kids lived in another place so they didn't really get a lot of time with siblings I don't think and and you know um, yeah it was hard days but um, but there were people here that loved them absolutely, and took care of them until they could grow up and mm-hmm. learn to take care of themselves. And many, many children came to know the Lord uh, absolutely. by going to the, by going, being, they were made to go to church. Yeah. I mean, everybody went to church and everybody sat together and we, you know, had yeah. lots of friends in church and a lot of them met the Lord, you know, found yeah. the Lord living here. So absolutely. That's the, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Hi, I'm Laurie Henthorne, Donor Engagement Manager at TBHC Foster Care and Adoption. Did you know that there are over 6,000 children waiting for adoption in Texas today? And did you know that there are only about 1,000 willing foster adoptive homes licensed and available to them? These children are coming from hard places and are needing a place to heal. We at TBHC strive to provide homes where they'll feel safe and loved and where they can begin their healing process. What if you could play a part in changing these statistics? TBHC depends on people like you to help change the course of these children's lives. You could open your heart and home to them, or you could come alongside them and help provide for the parents' training or for specialized therapy for a child through your financial support. We invite you to visit our website, tbhc.org, to find out more about us, hear inspiring stories and ways to pray for TBHC families, and to find out how you can be a part of bringing kids home. Do you mind sharing how you came to know Jesus? Well, when I was nine years old, mm-hmm. I um, on a, a Sunday afternoon, I was at my house on William Street, 
and I uh, was sitting out behind the garage, and I think my sister and I had a big fight, uh, or maybe me and some of the neighbor kids. Anyway, I don't know what, what went on, but I just realized that I was awful. I was a terrible person, <laughs> and of course, I had heard the message of the gospel sure. a lot, you know, because growing up, and I was nine years old, and I remember sitting there and thinking, if if I die right now, I'm not going to heaven because yeah. I'm terrible. So I went in the house and I told my mom, I said, I need I need to know the Lord right now. I need to be saved. I need I'm I'm a bad person. I need to be saved. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she called my dad. I don't know why she didn't share the gospel with me. I guess she was caught off guard yeah. or something. But anyway, she called my dad. He was down. He was at the home yeah. doing something that afternoon, and he came home and he. He prayed with me. Um, I still, I can still see that, see that green couch with the that we had, uh, yeah. you know, with the fuzzy stuff on it. Anyway, it was kind of a fuzzy couch, but yeah. anyway, I can still see that. And I remember praying and asking the Lord to save me, and wow. and He's never left me. He's never. been with me ever since. Um, yep, yeah. I can look back on my life and I can see that I. I've not always done what I should have done, but I always wanted to do the right thing. I always wanted to serve the Lord. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you think, how much sin can you do when you're nine years old? But you hey. know what? The Lord can convict. That's right. Nine-year-olds that yeah. they need they need Him. So. That's right. Well, it's one one sin separates us for that's sure. Right. That's so, exactly right. No matter how much. That's exactly right. And I and I was so excited when I was saved. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't I just couldn't get enough. I I took notes in church and mm-hmm. I was so excited to be saved. Yeah. Um, part of God's family. So yeah. you know. Well, and I think exciting. that's what separated us um, from so many places that care for oh, kids yeah. is when kids had the chance to get to know the Lord. Yeah. Jesus changes everything. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He really, really does. So uh, when you think about the, I don't know, I, I guess I'll just go back to that. Okay. What was given to you was a mom and dad who said, this is something serious to talk to her about. Let's let's visit with her. And so many of the kids here didn't really have a mom and dad to go to, right. but they did have your dad yeah. and others to yes. go to. yes. They did. And without them, I don't I don't know if anyone would be able to say yeah. their life yeah. would be what it is today. Yeah. And I know my I know my dad. I know my dad that led a lot of kids to the Lord in his office. Yeah. You know, they'd come to him about something and he'd just talk to them about the Lord and they would be saved, you know. Yeah. And their lives would be changed. Yeah. So. Well, it's a big blessing to I'd say carry the the torch for your family. Um we um, we haven't really introduced you, but I mean, you're part of the Stanley legacy here. He, I know that he, I know this. The home mm-hmm. started in 1910. Yes, but he wasn't the first. I, I'm thinking mm-hmm. he came in the 20s. Okay, well uh, I know that his late his presidency started in the 40s. <clears throat> uh, okay. I, I found a document today that said oh. 46. He had huh. a, a little bit of a introduction in that. But okay. yeah, in the 40s, all the way up until um, 60 um, and the, 68, and uh, then your dad uh, started in 68. Yeah. And uh, goodness, just a big blessing to right. this entire organization. 80, 86, he was done. So, yeah. wow. Y'all have an incredible heritage. Yeah, we do. 
really do. And we have, I, I feel such a burden to carry their legacy well here. And uh, just well, thank you, you are. all for what we're you're doing. So proud of the, we're so proud of the home. I love that you're adopting kids, that you're adopting kids out and the kids are in foster care yeah. now. That's so much better than being in an orphanage, mm-hmm. you know, where you're separated from your siblings and, you, you know, life was tough. But life was tough for everybody in those days. Absolutely. So people did what they had to do, you mm-hmm. know. I'm glad it's different now. Me too. <laughs> we, we get to say uh, instead of growing up at a place, they grow up <clears throat> in a home. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for being one of our biggest cheerleaders and supporters. <laughs> it's been a lot. Well, every yeah. every time I've shared with Love you what's on. going on, you've always been such a big hero to share. And well, I've I've so. lived away from mm-hmm. away from Texas for so many years. It's it's been hard to to keep up here, but I'm, home's always been in my heart. Yeah. So. Well, and it's nice having your uh, son here. Uh, yes. He's been a good friend to me and. Yeah. Uh, obviously a great support for us. You know, we got dancing with the Ellis County stars coming up and, uh, he's, he's helping us out this year. Yeah. (laughs) From dancer to judge. That's going to be very interesting. He'll do great. Oh yeah, he will. Uh, It'll be wonderful. He's quick on his feet. Yeah. He's, he's, he's his dad's son. That was almost punny. Quick on his feet. Uh, well, thank you so much for being on with us today. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like people to know? I didn't ask you about what this place has meant to you or just the ministry. Well, I just say, you know, um, support the home. Thank you. Jump in there and give some every month. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm retired now. I don't have a lot of money, but I give it money every month to the home because I love the home. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to get in touch with today's guest or any of our previous guests, you can contact us through our email, podcast at tbhc.org. That's podcast at tbhc.org. Leave us a comment, recommend a guest to our show, and give us a five-star review wherever you listen. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information, check out our website, tbhc.org, and discover how you can participate in bringing kids home.